This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, August the 12th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, lambing in once a week. And you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. 1-800-951-0592 is our business line. You can also head out to the World Wide Web, the Information Superhighway, and you can go to allamericangold.com. Allamericangold.com is updated uh, with news, pricing. You can order. You can while away the wee hours of the evening in, uh, in style. Just click on there and uh, have a great time. Sitting in with uh, the owner of this company, Joe Jaquin, who does this show, and I get to come in every now and then on Fridays. And, uh, well, let's face it, everybody's entitled to my opinion. It's a beautiful day in the Valley of the Sun. Now I'm going to give you all the news that doesn't have the words Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton in it. You ready? There isn't any. (laughs) It's Donald Trump's fault that the gold medals are not stacking up as fast. Hillary Clinton wants to tax. You realize that if you win a gold medal, if you win one, and and you don't have any deductions or you don't own a home or have an accountant, that the government's share is $9,500. Oh, yeah, that's their share. Of course, there's no gold in it. Now, if you're Michael Phelps, Right, and you get all the endorsement deals and all that stuff. It's okay, but if you're some no name, right, and that, I don't know, you won the gold medal in archery, right? There's no endorsement deals there. Yeah, well, Michael Phelps is is a, is a sign of the ruined economy. All right, here's a guy already won his medal, should have had endorsements, should be running companies by now. It should be like the Mark Spitz, you know, and he's on every television ad and everything, but. Uh, there's no economy, so there's nothing else for him to do except smoke dope, play video games, and go swimming. That's it. <laughs> so, oh, wait, another Olympics right. is coming up. Time to stop smoking dope right. and get off the video games. Let's right. go trade again. Got to get in shape. So somebody actually did an article on that, that uh, starting in 08, they call it, uh, I, I, I made a note, it, it has a, a name, um, swole, swollenness. 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 In other words, uh, starting in 08, and the you know Facebook and all that guys used to you know sh- would show you their new car or their Cadillac or their home or their wife, but now because there is nothing for them economically to do and all the women are all working, they all started working out, and so now they like to show the swollenness of their body. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The, so the they, meathead. They did a study on it, so the fifty-somethings are more proud of how in good a shape they are than the, their new car or their new home. Uh, so there's nothing it's else for the them to age do. of self-awareness, right? Right, and which could be called fat, something else. Well, they're the blaming way. it on the, the economy. So what else are you going to do? If you're not working, I guess you're working out. So got to get that frustration out. You got to get the swollenness get going. So, <laughs> so anyway, they all take pictures of themselves, and, and I, you know, I got all my Facebook friends. We're all late fifties, and uh, people I went to high school with. You know, speaking of high school. Talk about. I'm gonna throw in for Donald Trump here just for a second. If you go back 40 years ago this month, I started my senior year in high school, 1976. And I think about people. I'm still in contact. I know a lot of people, and we still, you know, 
spend time together periodically, and the guys from the, the football team. And I remember all the cars they drove. You know, I had a 64 El Camino. Uh, Jeff had a uh, 69 Pontiac. Um, Matt had a, had a 72 El Camino. Todd had a 64 Old Cutlass. And they were all American cars. Okay? I drove by the lot, you know, and I went by the school. It starts all early, and I just looked at the high school parking lot. You know, and 90% of the cars 40 years ago, when I started my senior year in high school, over 90%, I mean, there was a Volkswagen, you know, here and there. And right, some, some girl drove right. a Volkswagen. Very few Toyotas. Stoner drove a Volkswagen. Right, right. They, were, they were there. You know, the rich kids, a 450 FL here and there. But the real rich kids had brand-new K5 Blazers and Trans Amps. You know, I mean, that... And I looked at the parking lot yesterday when I drove by, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's all... BMWs, Mercedes, Kias, Hondas, Nissan. So 90% of the cars were made in America when I was in high school 40 years ago today. 40 years later, 90% of the cars in the parking lot are not made in America. Well, think about Chrysler now. Hey, starting next year, won't make a single car going to China. America. Yep. Not, not a one. It's sickening. So Donald Trump wants to bring all this back. You know, my, uh, my wife and I's first grandchild is three months old yesterday. And I thought, you know, when she's in high school, I mean, if, if you could pull this off and bring this back and get the factories back and going and, and bring the UAW back and get everybody working again and building things in America. And, you know, you ask people about this, nobody thinks we can do it. I, I can tell the look on Joe's face right now, he doesn't think we can do it. This is America, for God's sake. We wrote the ticket. We wrote this business model. The reason you can't do it is because most people fall into the trap of, Hey, this guy's horrible. Nobody vote for him. Right. Th- that's the reason why. Should we do it? Absolutely. Could we do it? Of course we could. But that's not what they want us to do. And there's no, I mean, you think about it, that's all they've done. It just, you know, it just hurts. Because I, I think about, you know, the generations and the young kids and, you know, there's going to be anything left. It's gone. They gave it all away. And the only way to get it back, if they don't elect the president now, that's going to start putting, you know, 100% tariffs on things. Imagine American-made televisions. How, how would you like have American-made clothes and stereos and cars? Just the way it used to be. I mean, and people don't think we can do it. It, it. This is how much things have changed. I brought this up. They Everybody's like, oh, he do can't do it. He couldn't do it. He can't do it. Well, we're American. We can do it. I, I assure you it can be done. Oh, it absolutely could be done. But I don't think... If they don't do it now, when they really want it, when we hit the great economic banana republic, uh, hyperinflation, economic collapse, the only way to get it back is pick up a gun. That's it. Get a weapon and go to work. Patriot Radio News Hour. Wish I had better news for you on a Friday. Eric Cedarstrom, Guy Friday. Stay with us. We'll be back. The Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Smoke them if you got them. Thanks for tuning in. Talking about uh, ultimately we're going to want America back. And really the only way to get it back, if nobody's going to do anything about it, ultimately it'll go to war. you got to go to war and take it back. So, I mean, I, I feel that you know, whether I'll be alive or we'll all be alive to see it, but eventually somebody's going to go, what happened? How come nobody can work? I mean, the, those questions are being asked. And, the, I mean, obviously Donald Trump's had more votes than uh, 
any Republican candidate in history. In so, a primary, without right, a doubt. Without a doubt. There's a lot of people that want it back. They want it back. The silent majority wants it back. Right. Right. So, so anyway, speaking of picking up a gun, how about this? Doctor to patient. Do you have a gun? Op-ed written in the Wall Street Journal today. Of all the hundreds of questions I've asked patients over the years, there was one I never asked. Are there any firearms kept in your home? The government now wants doctors and part of the questioneering to uh, ask people if they are armed. Don't worry, Hillary Clinton doesn't want your weapons. I wouldn't worry about that. So, but of course, that makes sense. Let me see. You know, people. How, they say over over forty percent of California is on some sort of mood altering prescription, and they all have cars and guns. I wouldn't worry about it. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We talked about this last week. This article won't go away. More and more citizens of the United States are are giving up. Yeah, they keep leaving. They're checking out, man. I guess they, if you don't have anything, you don't have to pay. But you know they'll take. But let's face it. Who are the people that are leaving? Yeah, good point. It's not the people that don't have money. Yeah, good point. So, it's the uh, the expa- the expats. Of course, you know a lot of people. And you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, went to Costa Rica, and most of them came back. <laughs> but I have to tell you, we have customers. Kevin's probably listening uh, in Panama. We and Panama means beautiful fish. Did you know that? But uh, people that go to Panama don't come back. I've never had one customer return with the expats. So. And uh, Kevin comes back into town every now and then. If you're listening, how you doing? Good customer. And and uh, it just sounds beautiful. I mean, you look at the pictures. I, and neat I, it does sound beautiful. It does. So you can go out to dinner for next to nothing. I hope my business gets better so I, too, can move to Panama. Panama? Yeah. The Panama gold? Oh, you can be Panama red. <laughs> Well, it looks like China's finally hit the wall. Everybody's got uh, all the microwaves, second homes, condos, real estate investments. It all happened there. It happened real quick. And uh, their GDP now, it, it was growing at breakneck speed. That's what happened here. You know, most people don't know that, but this is why the uh, politicians, the politricksters and the lobbyists put NAFTA and gas through, because everybody already had two houses, three cars, five microwaves, seven televisions. You know, we had all that stuff. So they wanted to move, you know, take people out of the rice paddies in China. They got a billion people in China and India, and uh, put them all to work. You know, just take all our jobs, put them to work, send everything back here, cheap quality, cheap prices. But we'll be able to sell all those people microwaves and furniture. Well, let's face it, the big banks wanted to do it because they could sell them credit cards and and charge them interest on stuff. Big business wanted to do it because they knew, hey, you know, they got these things. They're called container cargo ships they're three and four foot football fields long we can get rid of the american worker and hire those guys and make even more money the nafta superhighway they're working on that you see they're putting in the new uh i forget 111 111 road yes that's going to come out of tucson and cut up towards vegas pay no attention that's just called progress yeah yeah yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. That's that part of that. All NASA. you longshoremen in Long Beach and Oakland and San, don't worry, don't worry about it. It's fine. They're digging out those uh, ports over there in Mexico down a Rocky Point way, and they're uh, just going to bring it all in through Mexico, man. So, of course, that's how they just get around. Yeah, the 
I notice the longshoremen when they go on strike. You know, they make six figures. You run a crane uh, over hey, there, right? You, you make good money, but have you lived in California? Yeah, you need six figures. You need six figures, so. especially living near the coast or having to work in the coast. You you definitely need six figures. The longest so a longshoreman strike lasts is uh, you know an hour because Walmart would empty out instantly and people would realize that how much of this stuff really isn't made here. Because most people don't realize it all still has. If you were in a coma from the day they signed NAFTA when the last Clinton was president and uh, woke up and walked in Walmart, it would look the same to you because all the names are the same. Listen, if you got on the BART train in Northern California and you took it into San Francisco, you go right through Oakland, which isn't even the biggest port, but it's a pretty big port, you will see the stacks of containers. And I'm not talking the ones actually in the port getting ready to get picked up by a semi-truck and driven to Walmart. I'm talking about the ones that are just sitting in these storage yards empty, and they're seven, eight, nine, ten stacked high, and as far as the eye can see. Yeah, well, there's nothing to put in them. So they were going to make houses out of them. Some of them they have. So you go out some of these. Well, you know, there was, there was you know, three or four hundred people in the whole country that wanted to live in one of those. But after that, what do you got left? The tiny house nation. I love that. <laughs> we have those already. They're called trailer parks. I'm surprised they just don't put diesel engines in them, a steering wheel, and some tires when people drive them around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a windshield. So, yeah, I know. It's just amazing. The uh, And now everything's just slowing down. So China's GDP is going to flatten out here. This is how wars start, ladies and gentlemen. Great Depression, any of this sound familiar? People have got to do something. So you only sit around for so long. You know, 1-800-951-0592 is our business line here. The Olympics, I think, are coming off better than even I thought. So a um, few stories of, uh, you know, a couple of terrorist plots here and there. But uh, I understand they, they said there's uh, that the some of the, the, the living conditions are atrocious. You see that one swimming pool just turned green? Yeah. Everybody's like, how's that happen? Well, we live in Arizona. Let me tell you how that happened. Yeah. Real quick. Haboob came in. Yeah, it's got no chlorine in it. <laughs> That's how they turn green. Green pool. Swamped out pool. You can get a ticket for that now in Arizona because it attracts skeeters. And the Zika virus. You don't want to have the Zika. No. U.S. Zika outbreak now is one of several mysteries in Miami. A woman who set off the Zika scare in Florida doesn't have a clear connection to the neighborhood where the outbreak is believed to have been concentrated. She hasn't traveled to a country where Zika is circulating, and she hasn't had sex with anyone likely to be infected. They throw that in there. You think? Did they ask her, "Have you have you had sex with anyone been bitten by a mosquito or own a gun?" <laughs> it's the Zika suicide plan. <laughs> the only gun one first, and then we'll get to the other stuff. <laughs> These confounding facts are also laced with potential danger. The woman in her early 20s is pregnant. The woman is one of 20, well, apparently she had sex somewhere. Uh, the woman is one of 22 cases health officials are grappling with in their efforts to understand and contain the first known mosquito-borne Zika outbreak in the continental U.S., According to an international report on the investigation for health officials reviewed by the Wall Street Journal, she is also the first known pregnant woman likely infected in the United States by a mosquito bite rather than from travel. 
referred to as the Miami-Dade number one. So, okay, let's, let's just give you the simple version of it. The Zika virus is now here. You don't need to go to Brazil right. to get it. All you need to do is go to Miami. It's creepy, man. It's creepy. So, And, you know, I'm not saying you know, some of the things that we do that aren't real smart, you know, obviously the Zika virus that's in Brazil, and we decided to, hey, I got a great idea. Let's have the Olympic Games there, and let's fly in hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world to come here and then fly back to their countries, and let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Right? What, what, what could go wrong? Yeah, it's really not that bad. It only affects people who are uh, procreating. <laughs> right, right, right. I wouldn't worry Nobody about has that. sex anymore, right? right. No, I mean, of course not. I don't know, man. It's nuts. So that's uh, that's that. The uh, how about the, did you read the or, the article on the Saudi? Uh, well, the oil death spiral. Have you seen that chart? Is this why oil's rallied the last few days? Yeah, it's back in the right back to like forty four dollars. Better. The only reason why Wall Street's not down over a hundred plus points after the horrible retail sales number, just like I told you was apparently energy stocks are rallying. I, I don't know why. What is the – I hadn't – I haven't read it. So well, what is it? a guy wrote an article about how this whole thing is just stuck in this death spiral because they, they come out with fake articles uh, from the Mideast about how, you know, uh, Saudi uh, oil production freeze, right, which they, they're not going to do they it. They just it's, hit a new all-time record high. I know. Like last week. I know. It's crazy. But they that, that's the headline that comes out. And then oil rallies, gas goes up 40 cents a gallon, and then people figure out the same deal. The news comes out. Uh, they're pumping oil as fast so, as they so, can. So, so let me, back let me down get this right. Retail sales came in terrible. The solution is get gas prices back up. That's it, right, to hold Wall Street together. Here's another one I can't figure out. And I've never seen this ever. So Wall Street setting records, interest rates not going up. No matter about the interest rate. Yeah, mortgage rate going back below down. one and a half again. Figure that one out. I've never seen it's that It's all ever. broken. It's so broken. Well, you see, the whole system, well, this is because the government's touched it, so nothing makes any sense at all. So you got uh, Wall Street setting records and interest rates going the other way. Um, now, the way it was set up, you know, in Economics 101, is Wall Street, you know, we don't want the economy to overheat. So, you know, Wall Street shows that all these businesses are hiring and people are doing really good, and we don't want this runaway inflation that will come, so we need to raise rates to quell Wall Street, slow down borrowing, <laughs> all right? That way so everybody can just calm down a right. little bit because right. everything's over here. You guys are all getting carried away. Right, yeah, taking vacations. Right, stop going to Macy's. Right. Oh, wait, they already did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how does any of that make any sense? So Wall Street is now just for the uber rich, right? That's it. You know, less than uh, the uber rich or the uber stupid. The lowest percentage uh, population that are tied to Wall Street ever, ever, because it just doesn't. Nobody, nobody wants it except for the people that are manipulating it. And now you also in youth unemployment. Did you know that number set a record also for youth unemployment? Well, you know what also set a record: multi generational household continuing to climb more and more people even though the great recession has ended are either living with their parents and or grandparents a new all-time record high of course they still want to tell you that people are buying homes but you know the only people buying homes are investors well it's interesting front page of the wall street journal today dated august uh 
actually it was yesterday, August 11th, the housing recovery that began in 2012 has lifted the overall market but left behind a broad swath of middle class threatening to create a generation of permanent renters and sowing economic anxiety and frustration for millions of Americans. Home prices rose 83% in the nation's 178 major real estate markets in the second quarter, according to the figures released Wednesday by the National Association of Realtors, Larry the Liar, Lawrence Young. Overall prices are now just 2% below the peak reached in July of 06. That's not a true statement here in Arizona. Uh, we're still probably closer to 10 or 20% from where we were. Well, you know what else we high. have, though? Look at the people that were able to, they were lucky enough uh, that they didn't get caught in the whole housing thing. Maybe they weren't quite ready to buy a house yet, and they bought a house, say, in 08 or 09, 2010, 2011. Now, all of a sudden, the house that they, they lived in has gone up in value. But when they look to go to the move-up home, they're like, that move-up home, I can't afford that move-up home. Even though my home's worth more than that, it's gotten to the point, they're stuck. Then you have all the people that were in the housing crisis itself that didn't lose their home. Their homes still aren't back to where they need to be. They can't afford to move out. There are still short sales out there. Think about that. So still it's not going that. on. Still short sales. Most of the price gains, economists said, stem from a lack of fresh supply of homes rather than a surge of buyers. The pace of new home construction still is at levels typically associated with recession. Okay, now I want you to think about that statement. Home builders, they could sell a lot more homes, but they just don't want to build them. Uh, not still a recession. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Stay with us. Welcome back to Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in. Wall to wall and treetop tall. It's a great day to be alive. Thank you for allowing us into your life. We try not to waste your time. We're heading into the break talking about the construction pace for new homes is still in recession level. I keep telling people that, and the funny thing is is they, they act like all they need to do is increase the supply and everything would be wonderful. And you're really telling me the CEOs of Pulte and Toll Brother and uh, KB, they're just sitting around saying, you know, we, we can sell another 100,000 homes, but I just don't feel like building them today. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. You know, uh, now, our shareholders really don't want any growth either. So. <laughs> right? We don't want to do that. You know, I wish I was a home builder. You know, when everything crashed, you know, all the money that they gave up, that they had to pay in taxes during the boom, you know, they gave it all back to them. Gave it all back. They gave it all back to him. Keep them all in business. This is how all of that. Don't be fooled. All of that bailout money and that tarp money, and they told, oh, they paid it back plus interest. No, they didn't. They got to write it all off of their taxes, so they acted like they didn't have. Uh, essentially, all of these major corporations didn't pay taxes for years, and well, then they called it that they paid it back. Well, everything's all topsy turvy. So Wall Street setting records, interest rates dropping. The pace of new home construction remains at levels typically associated with recession. The home ownership rate in the second quarter was its lowest point since the Census Bureau began tracking quarterly data in 19, about this. 1965. How many of these do we have the, the worst since they 
been tracking the data, and when they continue to pop up a lot, you know, retail sales right today zero, right? No growth there whatsoever, and 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 you just start adding on and adding on and adding on. You you, you look at Wall Street if you actually use GAAP accounting, regular accounting standards, Wall Street is seven, eight. Just the S and P is about fifty percent overpriced. That's something, yeah. The lopsided recovery, there really are some amazing numbers here to think about over the weekend because people are forced to rent because of damaged credit, swelling student loans, and tough credit standards, and a dearth of, of affordable homes are just not out there now. There's all the investors who had money. Right. They, don't, they took it out of Wall that's Street. That's really the problem. Right. I need a four-bedroom home that's less than $200,000. That doesn't exist. All the investors bought. Trust so. me, the home builders would build them if they could actually build it for less than $200,000, and they can't. Well, here's where the issue is. So now, all in all, some two hundred to 300,000 fewer U.S. households are purchasing homes each year. Now, a funny thing happens when you purchase a home, right? People start buying stuff, right? You got to buy the blinds, right? You buy the dishes, you buy a new TV, you got to buy some furniture to go in the home and all of these things. And and you look at what's wrong with this country and you can understand, you know what, not enough people working, not enough people working for jobs that pay, and not enough people that can, really what that whole article says, people can't afford to buy one. Well, let's just I go back to my example of the high school parking lot 40 years ago. I so this, right. Should we have expected anything different? Well, this you know all the people that you want to elect, uh, you put back in, or all the people that have been here for the last forty years, they're the people that did this. Now you have two to two hundred to three hundred thousand less households being formed every year in this country, and these are estimates. Uh, Ken Rosen, chairman of the Fisher Center of Real Estate and Urban Economics at the University of California, Berkeley. Those are his numbers. I don't think we're in a normal housing market, said Lord Larry Yun, chief economist of the National Association of Realtors. The losers are clearly the rising rental population that is not able to participate in the housing equity appreciation. <laughs> Here we go again. And they're missing out on a big source You're of middle class wealth. Big source. Well, yeah. Listen, have you seen rents lately? Well, they're expensive. It's super expensive. How are you supposed to save to get a down payment to get into this great appreciation of the housing market when all of your money's going to rent? Well, again, I go back to the people that have all been here and have put this together. So now you got a whole generation. You know, you're talking in 10 years, 3 billion households that aren't going to be there. Just not there. Do you understand the economic ramifications for this? You're going to tell me that we're not heading into a total economic collapse? Oh, and by the way, it's real estate that people that, that build homes and, and they anchor themselves to their communities and to their, their spouses and to their children and their homes. They anchor themselves. And this is what they create uh, equity and wealth. And this is what's left when you're done. No, you get the great point. Think about historically, where are the worst neighborhoods? It's where people don't own anything. Yeah, I know. That's it's, where it is. Just destroy them. So, well, now you got the apartment generation. You know, they talk they about can't stop building. Those they just things. they just can't stop building them, man. I mean, there are entire cities. I mean, you couldn't walk through these apartments. You'd have to stop and get breakfast, and by the time you get to the end, you'll need lunch. I mean, these things are huge. They go for city block after block after block, but they're not cheap. 
A studio, no, that's what I'm saying. Right, They're not cheap. A studio apartment, I think the average rent in Phoenix is $1,300 a month. It's incredible. So, But you also can get that through government help. How about that? So they're supporting that market as well. You get, you get a cell phone and an apartment, Section 8 apartment, and food stamps and the whole deal. So really, why work? Really, bring right Social Security disability. Yeah, why not? You're making an, just what a UAW member should be making So by not working. So, you know, again, we get to this point. We get to the point. You think anyone's ever going to be able to put it back? Is America ever going to be back? And ask anybody who's on the fence. You know, that's not a, that's a quote-unquote Republican or conservative that won't vote for Donald Trump. And well, how them. many of them they are? Ask them, what do you think it's going to look like 10 years from now? They've been, this is what my whole point, when you started the show and you talked about it, and then I'm looking at you like, that's never going to happen. Right. Because they have dumbed us down to the point where these people have no idea what the real reality is. People don't think it can happen ever. America cannot Not leave, here. Can't leave this country anymore. It's can't already happening. Can't do it. Can't leave the world. It's over. We gave it away. Goodbye. You can thank Wall Street for it. By the way, go ahead, put Hillary Clinton in the office because her husband signed NAFTA and GATT. He'll be president again anyway. Of course, he'll have to wear a dress. <laughs> Uh-oh, now they're going to have to have another bathroom at the White House. That's right. <laughs> I just hope Hillary has an affair with Monica Lewinsky's boyfriend. <laughs> that would be fair. That'd be it. Yeah. All right, even Steven. Payback. No one would do anything like that.
he's been undefeated with all for the last three years with all the like Mesa, right? Teams, all the other, all the other local schools. So he's he's just a great coach. I, I have no doubt that he's going to be a, a major university coach. Yeah, football's not the way you remember it. You know, no, he told both, me, yeah, no two a days. Yeah, both, both of my sons, you know, my my oldest is now a junior. Uh, starts on the varsity football team. Started last year as a sophomore again here as a junior. Very proud of Joe. Yeah, and 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 our youngest James is he's just a stud. They had uh, they've got a scrimmage game tomorrow. They actually had live tackling for the very first time at practice yesterday. And then they're going to go play a game. Well, this is how little tackling now is. You don't do a lot of live stuff in practice. In practice, you just don't. That's the new, the new way things are going. Uh, no two a days. There's, I mean, listen. We send out the practice plan every day, every fifteen twenty minutes. It's a water break. Wow. I mean, and I know you used to. We didn't. They didn't give it to you. Right. You guys, you, you guys are horrible. You guys aren't hustling. Nobody right. gets water today. And I think, and I'm not saying that that's better or worse. I'm just telling you, it's different. They used to have drills that were designed. Oklahoma drill? Right. That, that drill uh, doesn't exist anymore. How about the uh, Coach Giovondo wake up drill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of those things exist anymore. I actually got knocked out cold in practice. I don't know. Mike Morris hit me, and I don't even know what I'm going to tell you. Somebody gets knocked out cold. There's a good chance that coach isn't going to be coaching anymore in practice. Yeah, no, they everybody clapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where the hand's going to hit? They're all high-fiving him. I guess they said I was out for like three minutes. I wake up, I'm all by myself in the end zone. Oh, Where did everybody go? They don't care. He'll be fine. Who's that? Oh, that's that Cedar from kid. He's no good anyway. <laughs> Yeah, boy, they used to, man, you'd get hurt. Yeah, I mean, you had to be on your toes. The practices, you you know, you'd get hit. So I guess that's over. They don't that's allow over. it, yeah. But, I mean, it would seem to me you'd get hurt in a game. you got to get You do. you got to yeah, get Well, you got to get hit. Well, the whole concussion get, thing get and all of that hit, stuff. You've know? got to get hit to be used to getting hit so you can go play in the games. I absolutely agree with that. But at the same time, you know, there's it is what it is. Life's changing. Touch football. That's something. Now well, the women will be playing next. I saw there's a movie about a woman baseball pitcher or something coming up. You see the Ghostbusters? They changed them all to women. Yes, they did. Go Nobody believed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they rewrite history. Well, goal. Let's gold up for the year. Almost thirty percent. Look, something's going on over there, Joe. That machine is ticking away. Yeah, somebody's selling about a billion contracts right now in gold. Uh, gold debt. Well, it's back to unchanged. Thirteen hundred thirty-four dollars, where it started uh, or closed, I guess, yesterday. Uh, gold was up to about thirteen fifty, thirteen fifty-two after the horrible retail sales number. But uh, this damage control going on, uh, you know, they they just want to believe this all-time high. They really do. Well, this is an election year, and let's not forget that Wall Street never revere chartist. Wall Street never retouched its 6,700 level. I mean, it went down. They fired up the computers, the plunge protection team, and the flying V recovered. And now they've learned that Wall Street, they can never let that happen again. They'll just shut it off. But it's so computerized. There's no floor traders. Even going back to 08 and 09, you know, the 
percentage of floor traders now are, are basically minuscule compared to what they were back then. So the whole thing is a computer-driven event. Listen, don't be fooled. There are no such thing as floor traders. The New York Stock Exchange, you know, where CNBC does its little television show, there's a reason why they can do their television show there. Right. Because there's nobody there's there. nobody there. Most of the people that are there, they do it for TV. They don't have to be there. You know, a guy told me he went and visited it, and he says, you know, you, you'd think it'd be like like walking out to the, walking into like the Coliseum, or you know, go to where the Phoenix Suns play, and you know, a huge, gigantic facility. He says it's about the size of a three-car garage. I was just going to say, yeah, it's just so bigger than yeah, this office. It's just a little place. So, now they've done a good job selling it, though, haven't they? So, but nobody's in there anymore. So, I mean, the lowest percentage of the population is exposed to the equity market in the history of this country. So, I don't know. And then the lowest percentage of own houses in the history of this country. So, does any of this does make any make sense? sense? Nothing makes any sense. So, I don't know where we're heading. If we don't put it back, it ain't going to be here. I don't think people realize that. The, 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 we're at the precipice now of just basically turning into a third world country. So, and the last thing to go is the dollar. That's the last thing to go. That's the final economic blow. And then they have total control, ladies and gentlemen. So if everything you own is in a computer bank or on a piece of paper, then you just go get in line with everybody else. This is so, what's coming. Joe and I didn't file bankruptcy. Joe and I didn't lose any homes. Joe and I avoided all that because we took our own advice. We <laughs> said, you know, maybe you ought to take what you work for and put it into something that's real and not put it into a computer statement. Just saying. <laughs> oh, let me see. We're heading into this. This isn't the last last segment. Heading into the last segment. Boy, fun flies when you're having time. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jake, one Eric Cedarstrom. Final segment coming up. Hey, final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in. There's actually a uh, gentleman, Russ Wittenberg. Yep. Captain Russ Wittenberg. Captain Russ. Who's running for Congress. I just voted for him today. Did you? Six districts. So. I got my, uh, I guess this is the absentee ballot. By the way, it's the early ballot. It's the way. It's the only. Don't stand in line. Register to vote. They mail it to you. You fill it out in the comfort of your home. You mail it back, and and you're done. But you know you can put it on the wall, throw darts at it. Yeah, you can. could. So, you know what I was shocked about is how many. Uh, really, I, you had no choice because there were how many people were unopposed. I know over half the ballot, people were unopposed. Nobody wants to be any uh take any of these jobs. I guess I asked Joe, what does a county assessor make? <laughs> yeah, you know? we couldn't. We couldn't we figure, figure it out. out. But you, they got to be. It's got to be a good. Job. But I, I did not vote for John McCain. Yeah, no. Yeah. I actually googled who has the best odds of beating him, <laughs> and that's who I voted that's for. Your vote. That's yeah, your Kelly Ward got my vote uh, to unseat John McCain, and then uh, I voted for our good friend uh, Captain Russ. Captain Russ Wittenberg. You know, he did the nine debunked the nine eleven theories, and uh, he he lives here in the valley. He's a, a great patriot and an excellent man, and. So if you don't know who to vote for in the 6th Congressional District, vote Russ Wittenberg, Patriots pick. Uh, do you see the new rideable suitcase? Have you seen that? Rideable? You haven't seen that, have you? No. It's like you're, when you're going to the airport, it's, you pull it up, it's got handlebars and an electric motor, and you can just sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool, but, you know, you can't... Uh, that's bringing laziness to a whole new I level. Don't, they go flying by. <laughs> 
You just got passed by a suitcase. Right, Harley Davidson suitcases. I mean, it's a whole new deal. But here's what I don't get. Okay? They'll be they'll be all tatted up and they'll have bandanas <laughs> on. <laughs> And then the Bentley suitcase will go by. One of the bars will be the suitcase bar. The first class people in the <laughs> Bentley suitcases. But, uh, you know, does this bother anybody? You can't bring three ounces of liquid on, but you can put, you can put a you can put a suitcase in the underbelly that has a battery that'll weld a hole in a plane. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I wouldn't worry about Don't it. Don't wash your hair too much while you're gone. Well, the, the gold markets are ticking like mad. Yeah, now it's uh, coming back a little bit uh, down down six. Uh, or, well, if you go to Kitco, it's probably still up a dollar. It, it's one one of those weird, weird days. Uh, gold's at 1335 Silver uh, at $19.80 as well right now. The Dow is down 50-some uh, points. Be thankful that crude oil has gone up today. Uh, because retail sales were horrendous. Producer prices, that was the other thing, way down. So the inflation well, everything's backwards. not there. Everything's backwards. I saw an article that gold's still going to stay hot because of low interest rates. Yeah, well, Credit Suisse reiterated this morning, 1475 before the end of the year. Well, I think we're going to take out two grand here, obviously, with uh, if, if you keep negative interest rates because gold is money. And they're finally admitting it. Gold is money, and money doesn't pay. Deposits don't pay interest anymore. You understand that? That was the whole fight about everything. The first Gold German doesn't bank, pay interest. The first German bank announced they're going to start charging interest only for the depositors with over a hundred thousand. We'll talk more about that on Monday. So let me see. The more Get money you ready. have, the worse Get it is. Ready. Wow. Gonna charge you to put money charge in. You well they charge money. us now. You can't put cash in any of your business accounts and you have to pay to bring them green cash. And that's the major banks now, so the cashless society is coming. Of course, you can avoid it by having Article One, Section 10 money. Exactly what you're supposed to have. If you don't know what that is, call 1-800-951-0592, and we will educate you. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and Joe will see you on Monday morning. We're out of here. Bye now.